0: Everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Red Wine Carpet. I'm Fred Charles, and Kitty's joining me from home. Welcome.
1: Hi, Fred. How's it been? It's been okay. It's been sneezy and windy and rainy
0: and all the fun stuff.
1: Allergies are taking me out, and not on a date.
0: Windy spring day in LA.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, today we'll talk about the Garden Globes, allergies, the Grammys, sneezing. We'll have some <laughs> random news for you as well. And Katie, you will share a recipe, a cocktail yeah. recipe. What do you have for us this week?
1: I did a twist on a gin sour and I made a rose water sour. Yum. Um, yeah, it's good. And a little ode to allergy season that is among us right now.
0: <laughs> full circle.
1: Rose water, black pepper, a few things that make me sneeze, but are also delicious in a cocktail.
0: It looks great. We'll post a picture on Instagram. You can follow us there at Red Wine Carpet, and we'll go through the full recipe with you in a bit. Okay. So it's been a couple of weeks and a lot has happened, starting with Harry and Megan who gave an interview yeah. with Oprah, and that's really all everybody has been talking about for a few days now. And
1: so much... Yes. So many opinions. So many
0: opinions. Did you have watch the entire thing?
1: I watched the entire thing.
0: Okay, me too. Me mm-hmm. too, good.
1: There were a lot of commercials.
0: Yes. <laughs> like
1: a lot of the same commercial over and over again. That's the bone I have to pick.
0: CBS, uh, <laughs> yeah, made a lot of money on that night. I'm sure Oprah as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: apparently, I forget how much. I actually looked it up.
0: Uh, we probably don't want to know. But if you at home didn't watch it during the sit down, Meghan Markle discussed her struggles within the royal family and institution, leading her to depression and even suicidal thoughts. She's been through a lot. It was pretty Mm -hmm. hard to to hear.
1: Yeah, it was a lot. And, you know, there's been a lot of opinion about why she even went into such a marriage, having not done, Mm -hmm. and she even said, like, not doing her research. On what goes into being part of that, but I think that's one of the things that people are being super harsh about,
0: yeah, because she she makes a comment when shes like i didn't really google him or the royal family mm-hmm. or the you know how it really works mm-hmm. within, so you think you'd be curious enough to do a little little research on your own. I so that's,
1: definitely would if it was a royal family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would have looked into, uh, yeah. you know, how to say hi right. um, to people and what to expect a little bit more. Uh, but what's creepy is that if you make the parallel between Meghan and Diana from mm-hmm. the tabloids following them around everywhere, how the people right. love them, but the crown is not very accepting of that. I think they mm-hmm. feel overshadowed as well. And then you add the depression problems, um, how no one really is offering to help them or even worse, they disregard the calls for help. So it's Mm -hmm. sad that I believe, I feel like the past didn't really teach them anything.
1: Well, and they're so hooked on the old tradition of the institution that what like, what is going to happen to make it change? And maybe the start of it is Prince Harry leaving with his family.
0: Yeah, it could be a start of something. Yeah.
1: Right, and he was so young when that happened to Princess Diana. Yeah. But young, but old enough to be aware that it, it was, and you know, obviously, so formative to him and who he is now. Yeah, yeah. That he definitely recognized the parallels, like you said, and not avoiding in any way that with that of that happening again.
0: I mean, I'm sure he has memories, like you said, he was young, but not too young, so he, he <laughs> has. to have memories about the paparazzi running behind him. Right. And- I
1: mean. I yeah. have memories from when I was four years old. No, was he what like was it was he eight when it happened? I
0: can't remember how he old he was. was.
1: He was yeah. super young, but he was old enough where I'm sure that stuff stuck.
0: Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. And if you think about it, we're only 300 years away from kings and queens getting people beheaded left and right, you know, <laughs> expelling yeah. folks for uh, having affairs, disagreeing with the crown. Maybe right. they did not evolve as fast as the rest, you know, of, right. of the people around because they're sheltered, they in their small world. Well, that's world. what he was
1: saying. It's Harry was saying how compassionate he is towards his father and his brother still, you know, he's like, they're stuck in it.
0: Yeah, I and I get that they're stuck much, yeah. and I
1: have compassion for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I had to, that he had to get out. I mean, aside from the tradition of things and her being the sort of, not sort of outsider, she was the outsider in more ways than one. But aside from all of that, and aside from, you know, people being super critical on whether or not she should have done this, should have done that in approaching this. They were doing a little bit of a montage of a bunch of the uh, radio reporters or all the news anchors that were saying things when a bunch of stuff was coming out. And one guy said she knew what she signed up for. Yeah. Except that judged was real fast, yeah. after, I think, them raising concerns about how dark her baby was going to be. Like, that's not yeah. what people signed up for.
0: That's, that's insane. Well, well get I mean, to maybe, that, maybe yeah. it is
1: what you signed up for, but that's
0: yeah, I mean, unbeknownst,
1: you, absolutely unbeknownst to, to you and...
0: You have yeah. some people like uh, Bethany Frankel from the Real Housewives franchise apologizing for being harsh on Megan, realizing that now she went through all of this and she was right. even suicidal at some point. And I'm like, you knew it. When you just trashed that poor girl, not knowing her, right. not knowing anything of what's going on behind the scenes, it's, you know, think about it then. It's, it's a little too easy to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Now that I know, I wish I would not have said that. Just be nice to Well, first. you
1: know, it's... Better that she said anything, ag- acknowledged anything, and apologized rather yeah. than what motherfucker Pierce Morgan does. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, he quit his job, apparently See, he quit or got I fired was or pushed say, away. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: heard elsewhere that he did obviously walk off the show, yeah. Yeah. but that he, I heard that he was fired.
0: I mean, it's, you know, it's liability. It's mm-hmm. probably some, uh, Lawsuits against some things that he has said, and it, they showed an interview early on where he started talking, pretty much talking shit about her, saying that he met her and he even was there the night she met Harry, and then she mm-hmm. stopped talking to him. So you feel like the guy is right. just bitter because he doesn't have the access that he wanted to the to the right to the stories. Yeah,
1: and even if that's just not it, the fact that the point of view that he still holds. Having the access to the information that he does, the yeah. point of view that he still holds with anyone expressing that they're having trouble with their mental well being, the, the point of view that he still holds about that just because he's a little butthurt about how yeah, maybe he doesn't like her.
0: And it's not the first time he's acting like, like a douchebag on TV.
1: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He's known I, for that. I don't think I ever really liked him or much of what he had to say. He's good riddance, buddy.
0: But I started to understand or I felt like I was starting to understand the behind the scenes by watching The Crown, Um, some of the Diana documentaries as well. And it was kind of confirmed by Prince Harry himself, who said during a James Corden interview that the Netflix series gives a good idea of the pressure of putting duty and service before family and personal life, even if there is some uh, fiction, obviously, added to it in general. And uh, it covers family issues and how The Crown Is always coming first with the queen, even making her family sometimes miserable if it's for the benefit of the institution. So Mm -hmm. that's if you haven't, you know, if you had no wondering like, oh, what can it be to be Meghan Markle? I feel like if you watch The Crown, you might get a little sense of how they react between each other.
1: I remember being—I think I was in third, second, or third grade when Princess Diana was killed.
0: Yeah, I remember the day too. Yeah,
1: and I remember. Just the stuff that was on TV, it, it's, it scared me as a kid knowing, you know, not knowing, but gathering enough even that young to be yeah. like, wow, that's what it's like. And, I and you can only scratch the surface, especially as like mm-hmm. a, an eight-year-old.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember vividly too, I was still in France and obviously the news made every channel right away. And then years later, that was my route to go to work was the Alma Bridge. Um, so you drive under the tunnel every day and you're like, how does even happened. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy, but that's another can of worm we could open and start yeah. talking about the, all the stories behind it and conspiracies right. and everything. Yeah. But in this case, the couple talked about their titles being taken away. The financials have been cut off as well and the security has been removed. So I get the titles, the financial part, they wanted to step down from their duties, you know, get kind of a different rank in mm-hmm. the hierarchy like, of the crown or however it works in there. Shunned. But no, it was, everything was taken away and then yeah. taking the security away? Come on. It's just insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Some people are saying that Megan is lying, but now there is one of her good friends talking to the press saying that she has email conversations with Meghan proving the claims that she was complaining about things or asking for right. help back then. So,
1: And what are yeah. they saying she's lying about though? Because like, I mean, Harry is there confirming everything.
0: Yeah, I think they're they're like the people really against her are saying that she's pretty much manipulating Harry and that she's changing the reality in her favor now. Mm -hmm. And then comes, obviously, the conversation of race. Like you mentioned earlier, apparently Mm -hmm. a member of the royal family brought the question to Prince Harry of what would be the skin color of their child. So that's, I think that's what pushed everything to the point where it is today um, with everybody talking about it. And what a coincidence, Prince Charles just went to visit a vaccination center in a black neighborhood in London, taking the time to pose with a few workers along the way. Buckingham Palace claims that the visit was planned weeks before the interview aired. Do you believe that?
1: Maybe so, but I still think it was <laughs> yeah. like, even if it was, it was... It's
0: too good of timing to, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, because these issues were already brought up.
0: They, they knew, obviously, they've had conversations before the interview just now. Everybody knows yeah. how Harry and Meghan feel and what they've been through. but That was yeah.
1: damage control. Yeah, like, totally. And and you can see that on the
0: series, too, on documentaries, how they're really yeah. linked to the media and, and manipulating their way of being, you know, still being liked by by the majority of the people so they can keep their status. Because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. I mean, she's not really ruling. There is a government. There is a prime minister. So it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's like Canada has the maple syrup. We have our guns. Yummy. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. I, I don't, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we have Bud Light. I'll That's just better. take
1: all That's the maple better. syrup, please.
0: please. All right, well, we'll follow up on um, what's light. going on there and <laughs> <laughs> all the things to be proud about. Um, so, yeah, we'll follow up on that story, and I'm sure there is a lot to unfold in the near future. In the meantime, all there right. is no maple syrup in it, but let's talk about your cocktail, Kitty. There's
1: Katie. not. I was going to do something with maple syrup tonight, just because... I am being a baby, but I've been cold in this weather here in LA, which is not saying
0: much. It's rainy. It's windy. Yeah,
1: it's just how which our is blood is adjusted.
0: A yeah. southern California people to be with a sweater on the couch.
1: <laughs> and when you're sneezing so much from all the allergies, it just kind of like I don't have COVID. It makes you chilly all the time, but <laughs> I don't well, have COVID. Can you taste your cocktail? <laughs> I'm I just
0: can, kidding. I'm and just kidding. I can
1: smell all the ingredients. We're <laughs> okay, we're doing well. Um. Yeah, so I was going to get a little bit, like, dad jokey with the name of this thing because I came up with the idea based off of some ingredients that, you know, allergens. As far as, like, seasonal allergies go, it's it's a rose water sour. Yeah, I was going to get dad jokey with the name, but I Fred, I get such bad brain fog with allergies. It's like, back in high school, unless you were one of my few close friends in high school, I was pretty sort of introverted in class. And it didn't help that my birthday was on 420 for one thing. But then when allergy season came (laughs) around, like Midwestern spring allergies, I probably looked like I was the highest thing on the planet. And God, my eyes would be puffy and red. And people wouldn't be seeing me sneeze all day, but I just looked bad. So I had to have like (laughs) the pill allergy medicine, the eye drops and the nasal spray, which is what I'm back to with the Rainy and windy weather that we have right now.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice you go outside in the streets. You have jasmine around those purple little flowers. Yeah, and then then you're miserable miserable. for two hours.
1: It's fine. You know what? That brought a beautiful cocktail into existence. True. It's based off of a a classic, just kind of sour specs. We're calling it a rosewater sour. It's essentially a gin sour, but the syrup I made for it, I steeped rosewater. Um, and then added black pepper to that steeped rose water and then strain all the rose wow. the rose petals out, dried rose petals from Valentine's Day that I got myself. Um,
0: <laughs> Recycling. Yes.
1: <It's> Upcycling. <laughs> strain all that stuff out after it was all steeped and smelling delicious because I can still smell. And then made a syrup out of that. And then so I went in with um, some Uncle Val's gin, a little bit of vodka. Um, since it's a sour, we need like a fluffing agent. So you can either go egg whites, or you can do what I did and I went in with aquafaba. Chickpea water, water right. yeah. Bean water. A little bit of lemon juice and I'll put the full specs. I'll give you the full specs, so you can have them on the website. Um, yeah. A couple dashes of orange bitters and reverse dry shake that baby, strain it in your glass.
0: It looks amazing. Thank you. I'd pay $20 for that. Oh yeah. Just saying.
1: I could use that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Till our stimulus hits, I could use that. Um, but yeah, it's delicious. It turned out really nice and it's this would actually make a really good fizz. I'd probably up the gin and the syrup a tiny bit more, and then do a little bit of club soda and a Collins glass with all that, and it'd be really yummy.
0: And then we could call it the Gin Sneeze. The Gin Sneeze. There you go.
1: Yeah, the Gazoon type.
0: I take care of the dad jokes. Yeah. You don't have to. It's okay.
1: Mm, Fred, that's. I think I should be. I think it was a dad in my past life. <laughs> I got the jokes.
0: All right. Full specs of this cocktail would be on Instagram at red wine carpet and we're moving on to award season yeah it's here we're in the middle of it the golden globes happened Katie, did you watch it
1: i watched most of it i um okay. i tuned in a little after it started i thought it was weird
0: you did <laughs> what what <laughs> you part didn't.
1: let's just like the other award shows that we've talked about i was like wow i thought they did a good job and you'd be like oh i was kind of bored and this one i'm like i thought it was weird and you're like what
0: well, it's the Golden Globes, the Oscars, they're always boring. Like, let's be honest. It's never a lot happening. Yeah. So I'm just judging on the hosts. I, I thought it worked well. Obviously, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler have experience. Yeah, they're always good together. Yeah.
1: But I thought this whole thing in general was... It was weird because, like, it's different for music award shows because they've got all the performances that they, that they're going above and beyond to present and, you know, turn into the coolest spectacle. But when you, you said boring, I'm trying not to call it boring (laughs) as far as like how it usually is just kind of like dry as far as seeing everybody sit on their camera. Yeah. and um, lengthy.
0: Monotone. It just
1: felt, it just felt a little weird watching people just sit there in their in in their beautiful outfits.
0: Yeah, they they did dress up most of them, except Jason Sudeikis that has. I loved his. I sweater. loved his
1: outfit. He looked so comfy <laughs> and COVID. Uh,
0: but that was that was p- part of the thing. Like I judging the opening, I think the dynamic between Tina Fey, Amy Poehler worked great. Even if one was in LA, the other one was in New York. Right. Obviously, like we said, they're experienced. They you know what they're doing, and also they went. All out during the opening, like start the show, they trashed the Hollywood Association oh, press for being saying, yeah. stuffy and mainly white. Mm-hmm. So I would love to be able to talk about my employers like that in general. Yeah. You, know, you know, just go to a staff meeting and you just trash everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but the heads of the association later made a statement on stage promising to add diversity to their panels. Yep. So obviously everything was... Planned and they knew what they were they were doing, but the awkward thing to me was between commercial breaks they would do that Zoom screen uh-huh. where you have like five or six of them on the couch just waiting for their turn to be nominated. Yeah, and I don't know if they told them because a couple that times that is what
1: felt so weird to me, Fred. <laughs> that those moments, oh, it was yeah. so uncomfortable because they would mostly be like this. Like I'm holding my phone down here because you yeah. guys can't see.
0: But Looking at the phone, I, they'd just
1: be like this. Or um, Anya, something from um, Queen's Gambit. She just looked yes. like she didn't want yeah. to be there. <laughs>
0: <She> <laughs> a couple of them were just like, okay. This is over. Uh, and you have the ones that are like really engaged. They know they're going to be on TV at some mm-hmm. point. And then you have the old school actors, you know, like Al Pacino and everybody. Just
1: well, yeah. And, you know, and it's different though when it's, it's so actually live because the camera will get to you and then it'll cut away. Yeah. And you have so much, they have so much visually stimulating them at the actual show i would assume
0: you have one place to look at you have one the place stage l- exactly. really yeah the uh hosts also were not really supportive of one of the nominees being emily in paris and we <laughs> talked about that <laughs> 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 you were saying last time that it felt short to you to be nominated to an award yeah i don't ceremony. think it needed yeah
1: <laughs> again i thought it was cute and i thought it was like a nice little escapist rom-com yeah. of a little series for i thought it was cute but it didn't. Was Critics' not Choice
0: Awards then. Yeah. You know, like a little small ceremony. We we're debating last time already, but Tina and Amy were just saying, like, we don't even know what it's supposed to be. Nominated for comedy, drama. <laughs> <You> <laughs> know, like, okay, what, what is it? Another moment that stood out for me was Mark Ruffalo's acceptance speech mm-hmm. after receiving an award for his work on I Know This Much Is True on HBO. Yeah. I love this show. It's, I need it to see really, this show. Really
1: I haven't started watching it. It's really it yet. dark.
0: You've got to be in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Because it's really dark, but it's so well done. Mm And he's playing twins on the show with like two complete separate personalities. And it's really, really cool. Um, But the message that he had at the end about how we need to show up and work together toward a better future for for all, being inclusive for the planet, was really, really powerful. Yeah, He did that for the Oscars last year. I was just going to
1: say he did that. Yeah.
0: yeah, he was already on that path. And it's just right. like, he's just a special human being. You can tell mm-hmm. how genuine he is when he talks about it. And yeah, it's, yeah, I was, I like him. you know, yeah, it's it caught my attention definitely. Yeah. And then Ben Stiller, another one, saying that last year he finally had time to learn to bake, read a book oh, and dye his hair gray. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was
1: like, wait a second, did I see that part? I did. Because then he, he brought out like uh, a statue of, <laughs> yeah. in banana bread yeah
0: yeah anyway anything yeah. else that st- stood out for you
1: Catherine o'hara's acceptance speech was so funny and odd oh yeah At yeah she,
0: with that with the husband <laughs> I was like, What's cutting happening? her off yeah <laughs> it was yeah it was obviously not very rehearsed it was, it, i don't <laughs> think it was like funny.
1: i think it if you've seen that show enough or seen enough of her stuff, you can, you know, that that yeah. was planned.
0: Intentionally awkward. But for
1: someone who did not quite, then it would not hit with those people.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: it was just feel weird because I, even I felt a little bit weird. I was like, people are not going to get this. And even I was kind of like, what's going on for a second? I was
0: confused for a second. Yeah. I'm like, is the husband supposed to stop the fake uploads or like the <laughs> music or like is she's looking at him like he like doesn't know what he's doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun. It was pretty fun. I
1: was like, "Does he not know how to turn off the music? What's happening?"
0: Yeah, it looked a little confusing yeah. with the with the iPhone. That's so funny. The next award ceremony coming our is the 63rd Grammys. Grammys, just in a few days from now. I'm excited for
1: this one because the music award show and and virtual concerts have been so
0: pushing the limits.
1: Yes, yeah. is like given given the circumstances. So I'm I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah. That's what I have to say about
0: that. Like we said, musical awards are always like those shows are always nicely paced, a bunch of performances. There is a little bit for everybody in there. So March 14th, live on CBS or live on the website hosted by Trevor Noah, it will be Celebrating Music released between September 2019 and August 31st of 2020. And that's certainly a question that I have because sometimes they talk about new artists and you feel like you've heard about them for like a year and a half, two years. Because you have. It's Yeah. It's yeah. true, but it's also a delayed, mm-hmm. you know, they, they stopped last summer. Now they're, they're voting and now we talk about it. Right. So it will be socially distanced performers. It will include, and, and I'm going to ask you to give me a yay okay. or a... Uh, okay. On the list. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's see. Let's see what you're ready for. So the one that everybody's talking about is making a big comeback after years away from the ceremony. It's Taylor Swift. Uh, no, <laughs> took no, you too no, long. no, 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 no. You know,
1: I'm like, I'm, I'm not yay or I'm indifferent on that one. I'm, I'm okay. indifferent. I look forward to seeing what she presents us with. Cause sometimes, sometimes I'm like, hell yeah, Taylor. And sometimes I'm like, mm, I can. Mm-mm.
0: I like when she goes back to the acoustic, like the last album, Folklore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like she goes back to that more song like her Willow. vibe. I
1: love that song Willow. Cause Some
0: it's good like, songs it's, on
1: there, yeah. I like when she did her album, 1989, I was a big fan of that album.
0: That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When, a, when she goes to pop, to produce, like, you know, duos that are obviously pushed by the marketing of the record <laughs> company, I don't really care for it, but I think she's super talented when it's just her on an instrument. I like too, a lot
1: yeah. of, I mean, I do like a lot of her pop stuff, but I I don't like all of it. Like, I didn't like that song she did with Brandon Yuri.
0: Oh, no. I did not like oh, that no. song. I agree.
1: Like if that comes on my Spotify for some reason. when it, it's on a radio, skip it. Thumb down. No, thank
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yay over Black Pumas. I already know what you're going to say. Oh,
1: yay! Yay!
0: And discovered them during the inauguration. We yeah. talked about it. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty cool. Cardi B. Yay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of. You're meh. kind of tired of it's yeah. yeah. Let's see what what else she does yeah. this time around. Post Malone.
1: Yay. Yeah. I want to be his friend.
0: (laughs) Chris Martin. Yay. So I don't know what he's going to do. I haven't seen him in a bit. Yeah. I know because Coldplay is nominated for the best, I believe, album. Check that. But Coldplay being, you know, in the UK, most of them will probably won't come to perform. So Chris Martin is performing as
1: himself. Okay. So we'll see what he does. (laughs) As himself.
0: Brittany Howard.
1: Yay. Yeah. Yay, yay, yay.
0: Good vibes. Mm -hmm. Good vibes too. Dua Lipa. Yay. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. She can
0: perform twice.
1: Yep, she can. Uh, <laughs> Billie Eilish. Yay. And I watched the documentary. Awesome. I did. Yeah.
0: And Harry Styles.
1: Yay.
0: <laughs> Someone is excited.
1: I am. Should be a
0: good show. No, I really like uh, most than, like, that's not all of them, but I feel like I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing more than half the performers this year. Yeah. Which is a good average for me.
1: And there's been a lot of... We're going into those productions. So, yeah, I'm excited for that.
0: So now I'm going to complain. Let's hear it. Where's The Rock? I'm just Isn't saying.
1: Dwayne The Rock Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> what? Where's,
0: where's rock music?
1: Oh, The Rock Music. I was like, what are you talking about?
0: The latest rock performer you have on these shows is Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Come on. You know, it's... No, I want a, I want a rock His band to... His latest too.
1: album did like, apparently in, incorporate a lot of...
0: It did, but it's cool, yeah, but there's, cool. Travis Barker's on the drums. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good for you, but you're not a rock artist to me. Like I'm looking for rock yeah, well, performances we want more like rock real, artists, yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why. Hmm. Just lost the spot. There. Maybe,
1: you know, I don't think I mean, maybe I just wasn't paying attention to it this last year, but I'm wondering, yeah, what was released during that period of time. I mean, hopefully. I mean, I know that Queens of the Stone Age is coming out with something new, so next mm-hmm. year maybe yeah. they'll be there. But
0: I mean, the strokes are nominated for one of the awards and everything, but but they're not like, performing. But yeah, no one is performing really, mm. you know, showing off some uh, rock skills. So that's my yeah. that's my complaint. That's your qualm. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's uh, turn to something a little happier with random news. Okay. The random,
1: the news. random news. My favorite time of the week.
0: So there is a new currency online. The NFT. Have you heard about it? No. No. It stands for non fungible tokens. And it's when a social media post is sold as a collectible item.
1: So are they? Oh.
0: Yeah. What? G- let me give you an example. Twitter CEO.
1: I was just going to say this is the new Twitter thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Twitter CEO is selling his first tweet. So the first tweet ever on the platform back in 2006. <sighs> And someone is currently bidding two point five million dollars to claim ownership of his tweet.
1: This is such a weird way to make money.
0: I know, I don't I don't get it. That's when I feel old. Interesting. But yeah. They're saying it's the new cryptocurrency of buying posts from big brands or things that could be resold. Buying I- a post. We're reaching. You what know, are you going to do with that level. post? I'm not sure. I mean, if someone is paying 2.5 million dollars, I'm sure someone will be offering him 3 million next time. But yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's completely strange.
1: It's. I mean, I I I feel like I get what's going to happen with it, and he's just kind of. This is obviously the trial one that they're going to see how this first one goes, and it's it's gonna I think it's gonna work, but it's so weird.
0: The NBA is doing it too with some uh, posts they have with some videos or that are being sold currently. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. We're trying to get off a pandemic and people are sending tweets. It's, yeah, two speeds, two speeds there.
1: So weird to me.
0: Yeah, and we'll end the show with uh, something you like. (laughs) What do I like? You're you're a Home Alone fan.
1: I am a Home Alone fan. You
0: are, yes. We covered that during the holidays. Yes, we did. So I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about Macaulay Culkin joining the 10th season of Ryan Murphy's American <gasps> really? Horror Story. I yes. love that. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple pictures from set that have been released. I love this. Murphy said, the once Kevin on film has a very great insane part of the show with crazy erotic scenes with Kathy Bates.
1: Oh, <laughs> with Kathy <laughs> Bates. Be,
0: yeah. I know, right? Yeah. So a lot of the cast from the previous seasons of American Horror Story is coming back. Sarah Paulson and a lot of faces Mm -hmm. that you might have seen in the the first seasons. And it should be back on FX this fall and is also signed for another three seasons coming after that. Wow. Cool. Did you enjoy that, American Horror Story? Yeah, I like that show. I was really excited (laughs) at first for the first like three seasons, I think. Some
1: seasons are better than others. I...
0: Yeah. And then Definitely. there was one that felt like twice as long as the others and they lost me.
1: Yeah. I loved Lady Gaga's season, obviously. That was, yeah. Um, those that, that was There was good. this one time I was on my way to work in an Uber and we just, so we just happened to be taking a route that was going past the American Horror Story house or, or it was nearby. The Uber driver decided that we were friends and... He's that like, happens. oh, do you want me yeah. to take you by the American Horror Story house? And I'm like, um, well, I'm I'm going to work. He's like, oh, it's okay. It's really close. It's really close. I'm like, <laughs> I live here. I live. I live in Los Angeles. I like, what do you
0: mean, the Horror Story House? American Horror. The story American house Horror from,
1: Story House.
0: From the Lady Gaga like, season. You mean the hotel? I, or? I
1: don't know if it's the house that was that all the
0: because it was you have like that Dalia. witchy season. Like, the black dahlia house you have the hotel they kind of inspired the I don't hotel know what,
1: I don't know what house it was but he said it was the american horror story house and i'm like um, i have
0: to research that i'm on my way to work <laughs> yeah and
1: i don't remember if i was like a couple, couple minutes late or if i just made it i don't know but
0: you were like, wearing your i love hele shirt that day that's why <laughs> it must why. have been <laughs> And speaking of spooky hotels or houses, um, you said you watched the Cecil Hotel show on Netflix or the documentary yes. about it? Yeah. That's that's weird.
1: Yeah, very. I remember hearing about that happening.
0: I do too, yeah. And
1: at that time, I worked at a hotel. I worked at the Roosevelt at that time, which is another place that is, you know, and this spooky. is something that they talked about in that, yeah, spooky.
0: Yeah. A lot of ghost stories in there. Yeah, yeah I
1: remember being at work and one of the bellmen came back into the office and was like, did you see this? Cause the <laughs> video was online.
0: Yeah. Would you stay there? The hotel Cecil? <gasps> no, no, no way. Um, I'll say,
1: no way. Um, I'll say no. Thank you.
0: If you haven't watched it, it's uh yeah, it's on Netflix. It's uh, an actual series about crimes that has yeah. a season about, about that. And uh, I mean, you look at everything seems wrong. And then even the GM, when she talks, is like creepy to me. I'm like, Right? Uh, ah, there's something is completely yeah. off. Uh, and then the story kind of makes sense at the end. So you're like, you know, you don't think that it's that spooky well, anymore, but there's enough. it
1: still does not make sense to me. There were so many weird synchronicities. I also...
0: Yeah. The coincidences, that, like, if they like, are coincidences, are insane.
1: Yeah. I'm saying like coincidence with like, quotes around my face. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Because that was too weird. When you ask if I would ever stay there, there are many reasons why I wouldn't and... One of them is because of just the history of the place.
0: Yeah, I mean they had yeah. to change the name to even start selling it. Yep.
1: Yeah. And
0: now it's completely closed, revamped. The creepy thing is that they are now looking into building a rooftop, a rooftop terrace. bar oh, with a view of the water tank. Ah. Yeah. Oh, I walked by and I walked inside the hotel before knowing the full story on a Halloween tour downtown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's it's a weird place. You can you, know, you can sense it. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say it's like it's kind of a. Um, Weird. It's very morbid that someone is going to be going in and being like, I can make bank off of featuring this yeah. water tank where this girl died. That's um, yeah, weird. And I don't, I mean, no sense of disrespect to that person when I say it like that because I'm, you know, trying to embody the person doing this. Yeah. But it's also, when I think about it, it's very Hollywood of them to do that.
0: Yeah. To they like know have it's this bring sort of kind tourism. of like, yeah. like, yep, absolutely. Morbid tourism. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I I can see that. Yeah. Unless they really try to like change everything, you can't see it. They're revamping the hotel from top to bottom, rebranding and trying to get away from that story in the image. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. However, people book nights online without exactly knowing where they're going. And uh, yeah, it happens a lot. So,
1: yep. I've heard stories of places I've worked with that
0: happening. When everything reopens, we will not go get a cocktail on that rooftop, we okay? We will not. <laughs> not that rooftop. Not that rooftop. That's all we get for this week, guys. We'll yeah. see you uh, in a couple weeks. Um, a couple in weeks. the meantime. Yeah. Be good. Let us know if you want to talk about anything, feature any cocktail, any brand. Yeah. You can find us on the website, theredwinecarpet.com.
1: Dot com.
0: All right, Katie, good to catch up with you. You too, friend. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.